Welcome back to Color Me Green. So I just want to rant for a second because I was really overwhelmed and frustrated over something that I witnessed. I just want to say to absolutely anybody and everybody, if you litter, you are an awful human being and I don't like you. I am not even joking. Like 100% don't talk to me if you litter. I was driving to my house and I was literally like five minutes away from getting home. Right after I get off the expressway, I turn onto this road, go over this little bridge thing and as I was going over this bridge, it's a one lane and this guy is behind me and I see him having his, his hand out the window and I was like, okay, maybe he's, you know, just holding it out there. But I'm like, it's really windy. He's not going to do that. And I was like, if he litters, I swear to God. Well, oh my God. I was so close, so close to breaking and getting in an accident because would you know, this guy sticks his hand out the window and drops this little white thing out of his window just drops it on the ground like like it doesn't actually matter and i when i tell you i threw the biggest fit i slowed my car down and you could probably see my hands waving from 10 cars away i was livid I am even still so upset at the fact that this guy littered. Like, I do not understand how people are so selfish. Like, you literally think, like, oh, hey, I'm just going to throw this thing out the window because I don't want it in my car. And now I have it has nothing to do with me. I don't want it. You literally think, like, oh, that doesn't affect me. But it does. Oh, my god i'm sorry i'm just i literally don't even have words to describe this right now like it just i could never imagine being that type of person like the thought of like throwing anything out of my window makes me want to throw up like it makes my palms sweaty it makes me physically ill to think about and, and maybe that's me being over exaggerating but you know what oh well I'm not going to litter and put things into the planet where they don't need to be. And it's just, don't litter. That's the moral of the story. Don't litter or you're an awful human being. Okay, now back to our regular scheduled programming. Welcome back to Color Me Green, a podcast focused on making the world a greener place. Okay, so back in 2017 or somewhere around there, I had been planning to move to California and I had this dream of buying land out here and building a home. Something small and cheap. Something just perfect for myself and Morai. And if you're new here, hi, hello, I'm Paige, my cat. She's Morai. I found her on the side of the road. Long story, but um, we live together and here we are. So I went all out with budgeting as I always do. Layouts, designs, I did it all. I even was looking up land availability and pricing. So yeah, I think you could say I was pretty serious about all of this. 
Well, unless you've lived under a rock for a while, you probably have heard about tiny homes. TLC has a few series on them and they are all over Pinterest and even like Airbnb these days. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss what tiny homes are and what they consist of and just how eco-friendly they really are. A tiny home is typically a house that is on wheels or it's stationary and it's around 100 to 500 square feet, somewhere around there. There aren't really size regulations saying they can't be outside of those numbers, but anything larger than 500 is typically just considered small. Like I'm pretty sure my condo is probably six, 700 square feet. So in comparison, the average size of a single family home in 2019 was 2,300 square feet. Obviously, when you are dealing with a difference of almost 2,000 square feet, there's going to be a lot of differences in both design aspects and financial. I've read that building a tiny home is actually cheaper than buying one, surprisingly. Either route can cost anywhere between approximately $8,000 up to $150,000. These prices depend on many factors, of course, and fluctuate depending on each person's case. If you are the type of person who wants to have less stuff, use less energy, but live in a tight space, then a tiny home is just for you. According to a study by Maria Saxton, a PhD candidate at Virginia Tech, moving into a tiny house can be one of the greatest impacts on your ecological footprint. The study concluded that those who downsized effectively reduced their energy consumption by 45%. That impact starts at building. Small houses use fewer materials. This means fewer trees are cut down and less fuel is needed to transport materials. Due to needing less materials, it's easier to use recycled materials. When I was doing research on building costs for my own dream tiny home, I found a ton of people were using Craigslist as a way to source wood, cabinets, tiles, literally everything they needed. But it's also a lot easier to purchase those more eco-friendly materials due to the overall material downsizing. One of the other top advantages to a tiny home is the reduced energy use. A recent study from Oregon's Department of Land Quality found that 86% of the total environmental impact of any house is due to its energy use, consisting of everything from space and water heating to lighting. An average-sized home uses almost 13,000 kilowatts of energy every hour. A tiny house, around 200 square feet, would normally only use around 900 kilowatt hours annually. That's a big difference when we're talking about the amount of carbon dioxide emissions just from changing the size of your house. Along with using less energy due to a tiny home being cheaper and smaller, there's therefore less space to heat and cool, allowing for less appliances. Another advantage to this is the ability to allow for appliance upgrades. With a cheaper and smaller build, you would usually have more room in your budget to then upgrade some appliances to more eco-friendly versions, such as composting, solar, water, wind, and any other energy-efficient methods. Normally, when I hear the term tiny living, I think of all the people who do it to downsize. A lot of stories I've read are of single people or couples after retiring and selling their homes and most of their things, and they downsize to a tiny home. Obviously, with a smaller space, there's less space to hoard things. 
I know I personally have a hard time letting go of things because I get a memory or emotional attachment to certain things, so downsizing is always hard for me. I give props to those that take the leap and can actually do it. I mean, you really have to think about how little space you have and realize how little you can fit in there. When your consumption drops, so does your environmental impact. The things we buy have a serious impact on the environment from packaging to fabrication and transportation. The less you buy, the better. And that makes this just another advantage to tiny living. I have to say though, if you are looking to make the switch, please remember to donate, recycle, or reuse what you plan to get rid of. Don't just throw away furniture and clothes and other things that could be used by someone else. Now obviously nothing is all good or all bad, there has to be aspects of both. I mean, unlike my rant earlier, there are absolutely no positive impacts to littering. So I guess not everything is not all bad because that is just bad, but anyways, (laughs) tiny living is both good and bad depending on how you look at it. Like many other things except for littering, that's just bad, don't do it. So just like everything else in the world, tiny living also has some negative effects. However, it solely depends on the person and how they choose to go about their tiny living lifestyle. If you are building your tiny home and you decide to make it a mobile home, then obviously you're going to need a vehicle that takes more power and therefore more gas to be able to lug it around to each destination you plan on staying. So this option would involve a larger CO2 emission due to the fact that you'd be driving more. There's also the option of building your home on a piece of land and having it stationary. Now, a lot of articles I read on this negative effect were discussing this with the land being in a rural area and therefore you need to drive your car further, but I'd say a lot of people make that commute anyway, so you having a tiny home and lowering your carbon footprint in other ways makes up for the drive, in my opinion. So that one for me didn't really count as being all that negative. Another downside, again, depends on the person. I read that people who have less space are more likely to cook less and therefore will eat out more often or order in and therefore create more trash. Yet, I also read that people who live tiny are more likely to spend more time outside and have gardens, spend time with nature, and grow their own food, which is not only better for the environment, but themselves as well. Although tiny living isn't a practical living situation for everyone, there is something that can be taken from this practice. Take into consideration how much energy you consume and how you get that energy. Consider switching to solar energy or even just keeping your AC above 78 during the summer. I live in Palm Springs where it gets to be above 120 during the summer and my AC never gets below 80. I sleep with my ceiling fan on at night and I turn the AC up to 82, 83 at night. I keep it around 83 or 85 when I'm at work because, you know, my cat. I do live alone and my condo isn't bigger than probably five, 600 feet, so it doesn't take much to cool it down. I also have stone tiled floors, which also help keep it cool. I am telling you right now, I promise you don't need your thermostat to be at 68 degrees. I'd honestly hate to see what that energy bill looks like. I thought mine being at $100 was bad. Nope, no thanks, I'm good. But no, literally, even for a week, 
just try it. Increase your thermostat to even just 78 degrees. I promise you won't die. You'll help the environment and you'll save some money. No matter what way you look at it, everything has a positive and negative aspect to it, except littering. It all just depends on you and how you choose to make changes in your lifestyle. I'd say tiny living definitely has more positive things going for it than against it. I mean, if I could afford to build one, I'd hop right on that. But until then, I'm going to make the changes I can regardless of where I am. And I hope you will do the same. I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Color Me Green. New episodes are going to come out weekly and hopefully each one has something you can take away and learn from. I currently have a ton of episodes planned, but if you want to request a certain topic to discuss, please feel free to message me on the show's Instagram at colormegreenpodcast linked in the show notes. If you loved today's episode, please make sure to leave a review as I will be randomly picking reviews every week as they roll in to read on the show. One of the best ways to help change the world is to share this episode with a friend and let them also learn what they can do to live more sustainably. And as always, remember to reduce, reuse, recycle, and live green. See you next week.